This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode does not contain spoilers outside of Twilight, but does mention Legendborn, House of Sky and Breath, and Iron Flame. For full list, please see show notes. There are also discussions surrounding sexual assault and domestic violence. everybody and welcome to a court of fandoms and exploration your weekly deep dive into the ya literature and fandoms that we love i'm laura marie and i'm jessica marie and today we are discussing the 2008 cult classic twilight the movie oh yeah (laughs) based off the book by stephanie meyer based off the book by (laughs) stephanie meyer and what a roller coaster this has been. We have just a few disclaimers. Uh, one, if we sound a little different, that's for a good reason. Why is that? I'm here. I'm with Laura. I'm actually upstairs in the living room recording um, with the pup. And Laura is in her office recording where she re- normally records. So that that is where we are. Super fun. Super fun. Now, Now, before we... Uh, get into the plot of Twilight. We we have to address the new segment on the podcast. I was going to say, why don't you tell us? Does the mo- does this movie based off the book fit the pattern? Well, yes, I do think it does fit the pattern. I do believe that uh, this movie Twilight opens with you know the Twilight filter. It is what it is. It looks the way it looks. It looks very nice. Um, But there's a deer. It's a whole situation. Uh, And the voiceover of Bella being like, you know, oh, like dying in the place of somebody I love. You know, I never thought about it. Maybe a good way to go. Blaje, blaje. That's the whole plot of the book. Right there. Right there for us. It's like the opening line. It does not tell us that they are vampires, but we can figure that out on our own. And that is how the movie like climaxes in the ballet studio. So, so, yes, it does fit the pattern. Just thanks for asking. (laughs) So before we get into, now that we know what the pattern is, because if you started up, if you joined us at the beginning of the month, you're probably a little bit familiar with it um, for more background. But now that we know what the pattern is, what is your experience with Twilight? Like, did you read it? Did you, right when it came out, were you watching the movies? Like, where were you when Twilight phenomenon? I don't know what, like, the actual term was. Well, <laughs> this is, uh, mm, this is, this is something. This is something. Uh, when did the original Twilight come out? 2005. Well, well. In 2005, I was at a time in my life where I was not interested in this at all. I I was like, I'm too cool for this. I don't care. I'm doing other fun things like these children can look at these like vampires. I was very 
very removed from this, from the books, from the movies, from all of it. This franchise, just I was just like, <clears throat> to this whole franchise. Now, since 2005, I have read the first book. I have seen all of the movies. That is as far as I will go. You never read the books. Like, except on the not. first one. I did not. I did not. I just couldn't make myself read something I didn't love, especially at the time when I picked it up. Okay. So I was in the middle of my historical fiction, like rich tapestry, epic kind of stories. And this was not what I was reaching for, but I wanted to like know what was going on with the conversation. So I read the first book and said, okay, that's enough. (laughs) But well, this is okay. This is. A good starting point, because this is also why we talk about revisiting things um, as adults or at different points in our life, um, because it was a phenomenon. It was a phenomenon, the way people reacted to this. Yes, it, it really was. I remember the T-shirts. I, I, I remember it all. And I Hot Topic was popping off with the merch for Twilight. And Barnes and Noble was popping off. Oh. I mean, that's really, you know, kind of what I remember. And then the movies, I remember people lining up for the movies. And it was, I remember thinking, and this ties into what is going to be happening next year. Actually, no. And this is going to be tying in to what's going to be happening at the end of this year. And, you know, who knows what will happen next year. But the, like, midnight releases of things. Oh, yes. Yes, this year. Oh, that's so – and that was – what a time because it it was a weird crossover because if the book came out in 2005 and the last Harry Potter book came out in 2007 – that was the last midnight release party I remembered. I don't know if it continued with the Twilight books for all of them. It's just it was just like Twilight was the fandom that kind of took over after Harry Potter. That's true. That's a good like yeah, to the massive scale of everything with the obsession of the actors and it was with more tattoos. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it it was just it was it was strange. So I remember being like, "Gee, it's nice." Here's the other thing. I remember thinking like, "Gee, it's nice that that's still happening for young people." Okay. And then it fucking stopped. Like cold turkey. Yeah. And then it stopped. And like now uh, with uh the the Iron Flame, it's it's like, you know, popping off again, and that's wonderful. Uh but it again was just something that was like in my periphery. I was not involved. What about you? I didn't read the books when they first came out. I started, my aunt got me into it, believe it or not. She was teaching, I think, middle school at the time. And she had said, oh, you know, you should read these. These are really cute. I read the first one. And I read it when the first movie was coming out. So most of the books were, I think, out by then. Because I, I read the first book and then went out to Walmart and got the rest of them and just gobbled it all up. 
And then as the movies came out, I would go, I actually would go with a coworker. Um, and he was really into it. And he's like, come on, Jess, like, please come with me. I'm like, I don't know. Like that first one, the spider, spider monkey. I was like, I don't know if I'm sold on, on new moon. And he was like, uh, oh, he's like, I saw the midnight, the midnight release for new moon. He's like, I really want to see it again. Let's, so we pretty much went to see all the twilight movies together. Um, as long as I worked with him and I still like have fond memories of this kid. He's grown. He's like, in managerial roles now, but I do just have a fond memory of hanging out with him outside of work to go to these movies. But it was never an obsession, the but the way it was. It was just like, oh, here's this thing. It's really enjoyable. Yeah. But for a huge section of fandom, it was an obsession yeah. and still yeah. continues to be an obsession. Yeah. But I like, you know, I think we were talking about this when we watched the movie today. Um, where I think there's an acceptance, like, you know, with Rocky Horror fans who like go, there's a whole experience when you go to watch Rocky Horror. I feel like that's the case with this movie now. If you see like, oh, if they're, you know, Twilight's playing in a, at a movie theater, people are going to see it. And there's also collective acceptance of certain moments in these movies that people just absolutely embrace and they say the lines together and it's like part of it's like yeah it was that bad but it's it's a shared camaraderie of the fandom and again fandom is so important fandom is so wonderful and such a great yeah, thing this to isn't be like knocking in. on any of it i mean obviously yeah, that's no, in our name of the podcast we absolutely embrace and, and lo- love all things that come with being a part of fandoms and part of the thing, part of our shtick, you could call it with the <laughs> podcast, is to kind of revisit things that we uh, kind of, well, you know, maybe didn't appreciate, kind of didn't acknowledge, did, maybe didn't even see. I'm talking about myself personally uh, when it comes to um, things that we saw when we were younger and watching them as adults. So Can revisit- we kick that off with something that we did not appreciate was Mr. Charlie Swan himself. Ooh, my God. <laughs> Mr. Charlie Swan. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> you are the star of this movie, sir. <laughs> every part, every part. He steals every scene that he's in. He looks stunning wherever he is. The filter How did we looks, overlook oh, that? I don't know. <laughs> Because Edward's <laughs> hair is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I I need to go back. What I need to do. Okay. We should also say that we there will be no fun facts. There will be no fun facts about this movie. There will be no like research done on this movie. Reddit was not touched <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> there is nothing about Twilight that we could tell you that you don't already know. Everybody knows everything. What you don't know is our thoughts about it. So that is what we are giving you. So my thoughts are, uh, I did no research on this. I need to go back and look at the hair of popular boys during this time. Because I swear, what was wrong with us? (laughs) That hair is ridiculous. I mean, it looks fantastic. I'm not, not, I'm knocking it, but it's ridiculous. It looks amazing. Yeah, but, and it's interesting because it's not like quote unquote boy band hair. No, it's like all sorts. It's anime hair is what it is. It's anime, anime hair. hair. That's a good, yeah. So what, what, here's the thing that I love about this then. So our, I mean, 
we're not into the plot yet. This is just me. But uh, Edward has to style that hair. So he gets up in the morning. This hundred year old bed. He never goes to bed. He like sets an alarm and is like, oh, I have to get ready for school now. And he goes from like, I don't know. I don't know what he does. I don't care. It is 645. That means it is hair time. It's hair time. And he goes and like gets his hair. Like, I love that. It's just it's just so silly. It's so silly. OK, this movie is a little silly. It's a little silly. We can all agree this movie's a little silly. It, it, okay, it is a little silly. However, I will say, I know we're, like, I don't know, I doubt that we're going to revisit like the, the rest of the franchise in the movies. But I will say, I think there was a lot of criticism that made the other movies. But everyone was like, we can't have them. No more spider monkeys holding on tight for movies two, three, four, and five. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's 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 get let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. Bella leaves Phoenix, moves to Washington. Her dad is a cop of a, in wait, a wait, town. Wait, let's let's stop there. Let's I stop was there. Right into it. The travel time oh. from Forks, Washington to Phoenix, Arizona. If you want to get really specific, really specific, it's Scottsdale. Arizona, uh, my mother lives in the area, so I am very familiar with this. I Googled it. It is 24 solid fucking hours driving from Forks, Washington to Phoenix, Arizona. That's not even tacking on the 25, 35 minutes to Scottsdale from Phoenix. Okay, so, 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 so. I just want to say that I have a problem with the, the, with the logistics <laughs> in the end of the movie. At the ballet studio. I have problems. We'll address it. But like the pattern, I'm dropping it here. I'm dropping it in the beginning. At least going to Forks, they had that hardcore sponsor by Southwest. Yeah. We love a brand placement. We love a brand placement. (laughs) We, we love, we love that Bella is clutching her little cactus and, you know, look basking in the sunlight. And then it goes from like sun, sun, sun to bam, twilight filter. And it's like snowy and twilight. Oh, it's the contrast. We love it. Uh, Not to forget that we open on the deer with the green dying. You know, we love that. We love that. Charlie. Charlie. Best thing about Charlie is Charlie doesn't hover. Charlie, you can hover. <laughs> Charlie, it's fine. Hover you me can all hover. you want, Charlie. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and by the way, Charlie, it is so considerate that you picked out my favorite color for my bedding. Purple, thank you. How did you know? And you had my car already knowing that I want some independence at 17. Like, we're kind of like, our, our, we have kind of a strained relationship. Thank you for respecting and, like, understanding that you can't be this hover parent as I'm going into my senior year of high school. Charlie very much reminds me of my father, which I will explain later on. But Charlie's love language is acts, acts of, of service. service. So the car, the tires, the pepper spray, the new pepper spray, like all of it is just like calling the mom. Being like, fuck you. Yeah, I'm going to call your fucking mom. Like, I love it. Getting a new, like, engine for the car. Like, making sure she's safe at all times. Love you, Charlie. Amazing. Also, Jacob and Billy. The, like... I like Jacob and Billy. I'm a Jacob girly. Is that controversial? I'm a Jacob girly. Is that surprising? Probably not. 
No, I don't think it's surprising. I like when we have like our flashback posts that we share with each other and you were like, and I still stand by that. I stand by it and I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Uh, I, I just, I really, I really like this. I like, I like the beginning of Twilight and I like this very, they're all so awkward and it does lend a little bit of realism to divorced kid, new school, kind of eh, meeting old childhood friend, Jacob, that like you used to play with when you were kids, but like you're meeting him now, like everyone's a little awkward. My other little criticism is that Kristen Stewart's acting in this movie in particular, she's like, like guffawing a lot. I don't know how, I don't know how to describe it. When she's, she, it's the, like the pushing out of air, like, I, I, I don't want to make the noise anymore because we're on microphone, but it's a lot. It's like breathy and like, bah, bah, bah. it's a lot. I don't know. It drives me nuts, but her acting has improved. Kristen Stewart's a fantastic actress now, but this particular instance, it bugs me. Okay. Just take me to day one of this school. Day one at school, I guess, like, it's March. We have to assume it's after spring break. She's the brand new girl. School's ending soon, because prom is next month, April, which means end of classes are May. And she is, she, she's actually, somehow, every single student knows she's the new girl before, like, they knew, they got like a, I don't know, school newsletter, new girl alert, because everybody's coming up to her. Every, you know, you have like the one you have. the She pulls in with her car and she has like I, I nice ride. Nice Thanks. ride. Like the, the jocks are mocking her ride. Good one. Good one. <laughs> like, fuck you. Like, I don't know. I've always at least she has transportation. Like, you're going to make fun of her one way or the other. Um, You have the one kid who is like, I am your eyes and ears. I'm going to be your new bestie um can we run a feature on on you in the school newspaper um there's gonna be a dance and she's like y'all are going way too fast like i'm clumsy dancing does not sound like a good time for me and please don't make me the center of attention like it's already you're the new girl it's gonna be hard to not be the center of attention um i'm clumsy i will i will show you i'm clumsy by not being able to play volleyball and being the only person who is in full-length sweatpants during gym class. That's how I'm not like other girls. You know what? Thinking, okay, to be devil's advocate now that we're talking about it, and it just came to my mind, she came from Arizona in March. You know it's hit in 90s. Maybe it's 60s or 70s in Washington at this point. But that's, you know, as, as former Floridians... That 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 is going to have us wearing some sweatpants and sweatshirts too if it drops like that in gym class. Yeah, in gym class, you're not sweating your ass off in gym. We have very different gym classes. I sat down in my gym class. Oh, <laughs> I, enough. I had I I picked out gym class in my schedule. I did it. I had an hour and a half block of gym class. You know what I did? I did my homework. Mm, so they I they worked I, us. They oh, worked. They us. didn't work us. They worked us to hell in gym class. And it was sometimes I would be like, Jessica, you need to do something. And I would do a laugh around, like a gossip laugh around the gym with my friend. And we'd sit back down and keep doing our homework. Yeah, that shit didn't, that shit didn't fly. <laughs> they made us work. Oh, we did not work. 
Yeah, especially like middle school was super intense. Okay, middle school. Yeah, middle school was intense. High school, no. High school was like pretty mildly intense. After high school, like after gym class in high school, you'd be like, do I brave the showers or do I stink all day? Oh, yeah. No, we never. We just had to. Our grade was basically based on if we like dressed up, dressed Ah. out into our like PE clothes. Into your kit, into your kit, as it were. Uh, so this is this is very interesting cultural differences on yeah. the sweatpants and gym class, especially since we both went to like high school in Florida. Anna Kendrick's in this movie. She forgets. I have a lot of thoughts on that. Well, her, but that's for a different episode. <laughs> uh, I, I, it is, it is. The girlfriends in this movie are a little strange. They start off a little like standoffish, which I understand. And then they're like friendly, but like not friendly. They're just honestly not around a lot. That's more, I guess, speaking to Bella's character and how she is so completely obsessed with Edward as soon, like almost from day one. It, I will say both Jessica and the girl who plays Angela, like them as characters, they do try to be really inclusive with her. They're like, hey, like, Especially just even the first day to be sitting with her on a caf- in the cafeteria. Like, first day in a cafeteria can be hard for so many people. And they were like, no, sit with us. Like, we totally embrace you. Um, the, be- you'll get, you'll get assaulted, by the way. Oh my God. The un, like the un, like, oh, I'm just going to kiss you now and run away and let me just. Put this camera in your face, and you. But you could tell that there's jealousy going on in Jessica. She, she's unsure of everything because she's like, "Oh, look, it's like first grade. You're this shiny new toy." Because she has been wanting the attention of these other people who are obviously giving Bella the attention because she's the new girl, and Jessica's very like frenemy about everything. And Bella's just kind of staying in her own lane because even when the the one guy asks her to prom, she's like, "You know what?" My friend over there really likes you. Like, she, you should be asking her. And then Jessica's like, oh, you know, he asked me. And I thought that was, like, I'm so excited. I really thought he was going to ask you. And, like, Bella just stayed her. She could, you know, if she wanted to be, she could be like, he did ask me first. And prom is in, like, a few months from now. It's, like, a couple or a few months from now, which means two or three. Maybe this is another logistics thing because we know she starts in March. March, yeah. And then the the kid goes, I know it's really soon, but prom is next month. Do you want to go? This is where I was like, okay, we're in March. Second week of school. He's asking her to prom. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, The Cullens. (laughs) Enter the cafeteria. Slow-mo. Wind in their hair. Looking like they're 30 years old. Like, only, only Rosalie, Rosalie and Emmett. Yeah, it's like, you are teachers. You are not students. Yeah, they could have at least been like, what is it? Like the teacher when they're like in their college and like yeah. the shadowing. Something. They could have just pulled out. They do not look like students. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. I should also point out that we watched the extended edition on Amazon. It is two hours. It is it is the HD of HDs. The makeup, <laughs> the makeup in some shots looks like ass. I'm going to say it. That's not great. And I think I do think HD in general has that 
impact now. Like watching anything in HD, you're like, ooh, I did not notice that before. Yeah. Yeah. But here, especially, especially when, uh, when Edward has like, this is (laughs) when the vampire has a little bit of stubble (laughs) and the makeup doesn't sit quite. It does. It you can tell. You can tell on on the on the screen. It looks grainy, and it's not just like your regular makeup. It's like movie. Yeah, it's like, like movie. everything is like a higher grade, a higher. There's even like thickness. I don't know. Yeah, it's a whole. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. But this introduction of the Collins at at the school is just so funny because, like, obviously Edward could hear everything that Jessica is saying, and she's like, she's like, yeah, they, like, no, it's good enough for Edward. Like, giving the breakdown of everything. He's so gorgeous. Like, he's smirking. Like, I feel like it's the first time until like him and Bella finally officially start dating and make it known to everybody. It's the first time you see a little glimpse into his personality with his like, I know I'm hot shit. I I want to, I just want to point out that there is so much teenage angst of gazing at each other and staring and like very aggressive eyes at each other. O to be 17, O to be 17, and standing in front of a fan and blowing my stink on another man. And you know what? In fairness, when she, when they're in that biology class and they first, like, they meet each other officially, I guess you can say, and he's, like, about to vomit, I like, she's like, is it me? Like, that insecurity is so real. Yeah, she's so real for that, because I also would be like, fuck. (laughs) He's about to vom. (laughs) It's like I did. Like I, I'm good. Maybe it's like nervous sweats. It's like I know it's the first day. I know I'm nervous, but damn, damn. Well, my note says that his stink face looks like he's constipated. Um, but you know that's acting. He has to act. It's very, it's very funny. It's very funny, and he's so like upset by this smell. Obviously, we know what that is, but. He goes and he's like, I need to transfer classes. And and the lady's like, you can't transfer classes. And in my head, I'm like, compel her, you little bitch. But he can't. These are different vampires. These are different rules. And it is important to acknowledge that and to immerse yourself into that specific vampire lore so that you are not sitting there going, well, how fast can you run exactly, sir? And why are we in the co- exactly because we we were talking about like why are you and we'll get to it more later in the episode. But it's like why are you in the car when you can run there faster or can you not? Or we can don't know. You not? We're thinking we're putting other vampire lore into this, so you really just have to go out the window. Yeah, so you do you do have to just be in it, which is fine. I don't I don't mind. I, I don't know. mind being in it. I don't mind being in it. I I do. Again, I'm bringing up the staring again because there is only one classroom. It's the like biology classroom, and there is only a parking lot of that school, and that's the only places where like things happen. Um, because the parking lot is where we have our first instance of everyone just staring at Bella at their car very angstily, like mm, as she like gets to her car, and this is where Emmett's like, "She's not one of us." <laughs> and at that point, you're like. Okay, say it louder, my guy. Yeah, like, he's not even whispering it. I feel like the whole parking lot could have heard that. Yeah, like, and what if the they fuck have, are you like, talking about? 
if they have vampire hearing, which we know they do because it's confirmed in the in the cafeteria, wouldn't they just be like, shh, 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 so it's only heard amongst each other? We talk about this with dogs all the time where you whisper to Jay. Or, or, or Edward can read minds so Emmett doesn't have to say it out loud at all. <sighs> moving on. Uh, moving on. Moving on. I love these little... Again, I am a sucker for Charlie. He reminds me of my dad, but also the actor is very hot in this role. These are very separate, different feelings. I just want to be clear. <laughs> I just want to be clear on this. I just want to be very clear on this. What? I, 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 I have mean, my boundaries. I knew that and I didn't think. I was like, oh, I guess that makes, I guess she does have to differentiate. Yeah. But it shouldn't have to. I just I just want to be clear because because these moments of Charlie and Bella at the diner, these little dinner moments are some of my favorite things. Obviously, I have daddy issues. It's a thing. But like this, this awkward energy that they both bring to these dinners of like, I want, you know, I love you. I'm trying. It's been weird. Like, you know, it's. You know what it reminds me of now that we're talking through that? It's, um, you know, the moments that Brie has with mm-hmm. her dad in Legendborn. And they're, like, both in these awkward stages of their, you know, what's going on with them. I won't spoil it if you haven't read it. Um, but they have moments in at, at Waffle House regularly. And they're trying to, like, find that common ground to have certain conversations. But there's still an effort from both parties being put forward. It's just it's just great. I, I love it so much and to like kind of compound that charlie's talking to bella and and, you know she's like i don't know what about the cullens and he's like what the fuck are people saying about the cullens again he's very protective he's like i'm not here for that like small-mindedness yeah that narrow-mindedness i I just get mad about it like fuck that it's like one surprising from a white middle-aged like pacific northwest like cop like, come on. Two, it just makes you sexier, Daddy Swan. <laughs> Three, what an excellent example of parenting for your daughter. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, just like tick all the boxes. It's fant- it's fantastic. Again, it is just really lovely. Uh, and and I also like, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to bring you the cobbler. Like your dad still eats it all the time. You get a little bit of this backstory of like, Charlie was really excited for Bella to come live with him. He took it really seriously and he told everybody about it. And he still has these traditions of when she was younger. Again, like when Waylon comes in, he's like, hey, do you remember me? Like, and Charlie's like, she has not had a Christmas here since she was four, which one is like sad for Charlie. And two also shows that like people still remember her because they love her dad. Right. It's his impact in the town. And it shows that it's not like a, oh, so like, didn't, don't you have a kid? Like he still actively talks about her. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just, again, another excellent example of parenting. I mean, he's just knocking it out of the park. He's just knocking it out of the park. Uh, Bella, Bella, a girl after my own heart, wants to confront Edward about her stank. And I love that. I love it. She's like, I plan to confront him. It's like, OK, girl, you go get it. <laughs> well, not only does she do that, I like that she and again, we'll get into it because well, there's a field trip involved. That she starts, she starts pushing back on him. No, like, I'm not going to, you have all these questions. How do you know this? How do you know that? 
you're you're evading my questions. You're not giving me answers. Why the hell should I be answering anything that you're asking me? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's it's like he's it uh, I do not know exactly how long he was out. I'm assuming like a week or something or like a few days or whatever. But just to what you're saying, when he shows back up in class, he's so fucking weird. He's like, "Hello." We didn't meet. My we did name not. Is Edward. We did not officially meet last week. My I name is Edward you. Cullen. If full name, my name is Edward Cullen. Okay, my guy. <laughs> now who's the weird one? Yeah, it's like fine. All right, all right, all right. And he's like, I was out for personal reasons. It's like be more vague. Like okay, you can literally say anything else. I went camping. I went this. I went anywhere. Anything else? Personal reasons. You are seventeen. Your dad is a doctor. He could have brought some sickness home with him, and you were out of school. I don't know. Maybe it's just being in a protective household. Um, but these lies are not coming quick to anybody because no. I, could, I could rattle off five i think we all can right now yeah these lies are bad these they're bad you know for 100 plus year old vampires they need to lie better it's all just you had a hundred years to to think of some better lies edward though has no fucking chill and and this this is where like you really have to suspend disbelief and you just have to go with it because edward's like why did you move here? Why don't you like your your mom's new husband? What's here? What's you know blah blah blah? It's like, dude, you the fuck, the fuck, my guy. And then and then when Bella's like, okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. Your eyes are a different color. Do you wear contacts? And he's like, oh, the fluorescence. Bah! And then he runs away like the super chill 100 plus year old vampire that he is. However, <laughs> at the end of the movie, or not at the end, but like when she's flashing back and being like, is he a vampire or whatever? And she's looking at his eyes. And the shot that they show is so clearly him wearing contacts. It's just like, all he could have said was, yeah, I wear color contacts sometimes. It's rad. Lie better. Lie better. And and if you, whether it's 2005 or 2008, there are other, other like contact lenses, colored contact lenses. Then they had costume contact lenses. Literally anything. 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 Lie better. She's like, they were black. Now they're gold. Do you wear contacts? No. Rah, it's the school light. Rah, whatever. He does say, like, I can't read you. I can't read you. Which to me would be like, I'm special. And her later says, like, is something wrong with me? But that's our different viewpoints on things, I think. Well, that's her her insecurity. And it her is. own self. Like, she doesn't think much of herself. I mean. At all. And, that, and that's a whole different conversation that she's finding confidence in herself because of a man. Yeah, well, you well, know you. Mm. yeah, well, let's talk about man. We're up to the part, the iconic parking lot saving scene. Take us through it, Jess. Take us through saving, saving <sighs> this uh, dramatic hand. Dramatic hand. Car backs out. The kid who was like the, the jock who bullied her on first day of school wasn't paying attention or speeding through that parking lot yeah. and then tries to short like 
tries to slam the brakes because he didn't see the car part pulling out. Which, um, which, which, wait, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's, Edward says that that is like the wettest place in the continental U.S. or whatever. Yes. So those children should be fucking experts at driving in the rain and or wet, damp-ish conditions. Absolutely, absolutely. And I feel like anybody who is a safe driver knows mm-hmm. that you have to be, if it's, if the ground is a little wetter than normal, you know how to drive, yeah. assumingly. Yeah. And yeah. so he hits the brake. Obviously, he's sliding across the parking lot, goes to crash into Bella and her car. Obviously, she's standing outside the car and just like gazing longingly at the Cullens, like, what the, what's up with them? And, that's when the car goes to crash against her and Edward's there. And she's like, how'd you get there so fast? And he saves her by putting the dent, putting his hand out, putting the dent in the car. And everyone's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm like, and at the same time as, as a kid and as an adult, you're like, I should hope not. Um, but she's like, I can't believe that happened. How'd you get here so fast? And then flash forward to the hospital scene all you know, all medical checkups, blah blah blah. Sees him in the hallway, says, and he's in the hallway talking to Carlisle and talking to Rosalie. And he's like, she goes, I need to talk to you. How did you get there so fast? The gaslighting starts. What are you talking about? I was next to you the whole time. You hit your head. You don't you know. One thing after the next. It's a you thing. Where, 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 where did you? And she's like, stop fucking with me. And he goes, and then, then he, his little, his like. He breaks and he goes, and no one's going to believe you even if you said something. So what are you going to do about it? Like, hello. Hello. Uh, let's have a little auto history lesson and auto safe driving lesson. That car that almost hit Bella hydroplaned, that car hydroplaned because it had finished raining and the ground, the pavement was still damp. And when that happens, it brings out the oil that is in the pavement and that with the water mixes and your tires hit that and it's already slick and you brake because you think braking will help a lock and you end up um, hydroplaning mm-hmm. and that's very dangerous and something that you have to physically learn how to get out of because you have to go against your instincts um, and turn the wheel and you know the brake foot all of that situation have you ever hydroplaned I have not hydroplaned, but my father made sure that I knew exactly what the fuck to do because yeah. uh, we lived in Florida and it rained all the time. Yeah. And the, and one of the things is it's like you you almost rather it be raining harder because it would wash the way instead of yeah. like a misty or like a sprinkle so, because yes. the sprinkle is what brings everything damp, but it doesn't wipe everything away. Yes. And let's talk about Charlie again. Charlie at the hospital <laughs> Uh, I'm so sorry, Bella. Yeah, you fucking better be. Go off, Charlie. Go off, Charlie. He's like, I'm not done. I'm going to talk to you later. Like, yeah, you will. And I, he's pulling out. I'm taking your license. I'm doing like I love. Yeah. He's going hard. He's going hard. Dad, hard protective dad on her, on him. Um, and then even afterwards, she's like, "Did you call mom? Like, let's let's not let's keep this between us." And he looks at her like. You're both of our kids, regardless of, like, I think from, like, it, what we can tell, and I can't remember it from the books, it was an amicable divorce. They still have, like, obviously they share a kid and they, they, they communicate. It wasn't like a, oh, we'll keep, no, I'm going, she might not be here, but she's, 
she's she's the person who made you. She has to kind of help there. Yeah, yeah. At least and be aware. Exactly. And his face is just like, yeah, I fucking told her. And I like because you know, he doesn't even have dialogue. He just goes, yeah. And and again, Charlie does say like, you know, I talked to your mom. She seems happy. You know, she couldn't cook. You know, they have fond memories. Also, Charlie kept Bella's room like exactly how it was the last time she'd been there. Just like little things. Charlie He's for the such win. A good dad. We love. We love him. Growing up is realizing Charlie and less less so Carlisle. Less so Carlisle. But Charlie can get it. The dads are getting it more than the kids in this one. Uh, rewatch in the rewatch in the rewatch. Yeah, in, in in the rewatch in the rewatch. Um, but yes, Jess, you're absolutely right about this gatekeeping, this gaslighting, this girl bossing. And he's like, you know, why can't you just thank me and let it go? And she's like, thank you, thank you. She's so desperate, like, thank you. Uh, and he's like, you won't let this go. And she's like, no, I won't. He's like, well, I hope you're ready for disappointment. What does that mean, Edward? What are you talking about? I feel like, like you're, what are you're you talking I, I'm about. I'm a vault. You can't. You can be disappointed. You're never gonna get answers out of me. Okay. Okay. F- fine. I guess. Whatever. Whatever. It's 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 very silly. It's very silly. Um. But what also is kind of it? I guess it's not silly. Is like Bella just like not realizing that these guys are asking her to prom. <laughs> It's just like not registering that these boys are asking her to prom. It is hilarious. And Mike is like, do you want to go to prom with me? And she's like, I'm going to Jacksonville, actually, that weekend, which is a lie. She doesn't. Obviously, she ends up going to prom, which no one calls her on, BT dubs. But I guess it's like the afterglow of the accident. I guess. But I was like, I was thinking about that when we were doing the rewatch. And I was like, but again, right in my back pocket, she could have been like, well, you know, with the accident. I really didn't feel comfortable traveling, so I yeah. stayed close to. I mean, honestly, the options are there for these people to spin their tails. Yeah, they're just not using them. What does that say about us? <laughs> it says we're the first daughters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what it does say about me is that I don't think that I would enjoy this field trip to the compost place. I don't really think I would love this. The only field trip we've enjoyed together was Marine Bio. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like <laughs> that, was that was so that was that was the best. That was the best. But uh, Edward in his in his pea coat, making him look a thousand years old. Edward is like, "What's in Jacksonville?" Rah! Swear to swear to me. How did you know? I told one person who was right yeah. in front of me. What you weirdo? He's like, answer the question. Uh, and then he's like, I'm sorry I'm rude all the time. I just think it's better this way. And she's like, what the fuck are you? What? What? And he's like, I just don't think we should be friends. It's like, what? But then she's also like, it's a little too late for that. My question is, you're when friends? Were you friends? <laughs> when did you become friends? When did you become friends? Okay. All right. Uh, also, what riddle me this? <laughs> what is Bella doing in the salad food like line at school? She because because she drops the apple, he picks it up in the weird way, and he's like, "Are you making edible art?" And it's like, "No, actually, answer him, Bella. What the fuck are you doing?" Also, now that I think about it, that wa- apple was never even washed, and it hit his shoe. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, 
going somewhere. I don't, I don't know. I, it's just so weird. Uh, somewhere where Edward is not going though is La Push. La Push. La Push, baby. La Push. What happens? What happens at La Push, Jess? Ah, oh, La Push. So, um, some of the friends are like, Hey, we're going to La Push, the beach after school. Y'all, uh, you should come with. And then she tries to invite. Edward and Edward's like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, that's because it's the reservation that, um, Billy and Jacob, um, it's, it's part of their reservation. It's acknowledged by the town and the state and everything. And we know that, um, the, like, there's, there's bad blood between the vamps and the werewolves. Of course, we don't know about the werewolves yet. We only know it as lore and legend. Um, so the Cullens really stay away because we find out of this agreement, um, lore that was made between Jacob's grandfather and the Cullens. And even Jacob's a little like, he believes it, but he's trying to act like he doesn't because he goes, you know, this is what was said. And she's like, oh, but they just moved here. And he goes, or did they just move back? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just telling you some of this, like some of our lore. Um, but I like Jacob. <laughs> he's so nice. I like Jacob. He He's so sweet, especially like here. He's so sweet. He's just like, they're just stories. Like, come on. Like, it's not right now. And yeah, he's crushing on her because of course, like Billy has to, like call him out on it to be like oh like he can't stop asking about you and he's like dad, dad. He, could, he was gonna ride the platonic thing for as long as possible i mean hardcore spoiler he was just like attracted to the eggs in her womb look renez nessie no no you name my daughter <laughs> no you nickname my daughter no it's ridiculous it's ridiculous <laughs> it's ridiculous okay okay Oh, I didn't say the line. Let's pretend I'm not smart. We should. We shouldn't be friends. Okay, Bella. All right. Uh, but after after this little like lore dump, we have a boater who is killed by three vamps. Our three our villains show up. Our boaters show up. Uh, we are going to plug our burlesque episode. Well, yes, absolutely. Because Cam plays. Uh, the lead b- vampire in this trio, um, who also plays Christina's love interest in Burlesque. Which is just, it, it's just so many things. It's just so many things. It's just so many things. But it's Laurent, it's Victoria, and it's James. James, that's his name. James. They're, they're killing Wayland, the, uh, the Santa. The Santa. Tra- I was like, I don't know what else he does. Uh, Charlie's friend, just Charlie's friend, really, yeah. and killing him. They also killed a security guard before all of this happened. So, like, they are our villains, and blah blah blah. Here they are. They are not vegetarian vampires. They are not vegetarian vampires. The Collins are vegetarian vampires, which I think is funny. It's like, are the veg? <laughs> I know, I know this isn't the. Ca- I know this isn't the case. I know this isn't the case, but uh, the Collins are like super pale, and Victoria James. And Laurent are not. And I remember being like, oh, that's that's because that's no. because. No. <laughs> but I know that's not the case. I hope Google gets some money for this movie because they're in it a lot. 
Yeah. They're in it a lot. I mean, even I, I feel like this was before Google was used as a verb. Because when they said, like, he and he, and when Edward's giving excuses about why he's been out of school, this, that, the other thing, he's like, you could look, you could Google it. It's a real thing. Like, it, it wasn't, I just don't remember 2000, when did this movie come out? 2008, Eight. that people were using Google as a verb that regularly yet. I don't believe but so. Then I don't know what else we yeah. would have been saying. Or it would have just uh, been look like, it up, uh, maybe, look it up, or, yeah. yeah. But Google does a fantastic plug for Barnes & Noble, Amazon, thank you, and also... Little Brown Books. I feel like yeah. some of those are the publishers that I... I'm sorry, maybe that was terrible on us for not doing our literary research there. But there's also a plug for the bookstore that has the book in Port Angeles, where the girls are going to go prom shopping uh, because they are getting their dresses and it's a whole thing. And it is so funny for me that uh, Bella pays for this book with cash, like folded up cash. It's like this exchange, like super secret exchange. Right, right, right. You're just getting a book, my girl. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And a book that wasn't like hidden in this, you know, hidden yeah. section. Like, ooh. It's not in the restricted section. Thank it's restricted. just a Thank fucking you. book. It's just a book. It's just a book. Uh, but we do have to mention that while the girls are trying on prom dresses, they are like harassed, I guess, by some older, like, drunk men, which play into what happens here because Bella went to the bookstore alone because she fucked off, and she takes an alley back to dinner, and these same guys appear and start to, like, get on her a little bit. Yeah, they're her... Like, it is triggering to be surrounded. You're, you're in a dark alley. You're trying... You know, you think... I don't even want to say she thinks she's invincible because she doesn't. She's just lost in trying to find her way back to where she originally was. And and here comes the most aggressive driver in the world, Edward. Mr. You know, he wants to drift on that wet pavement. He does. And yes, like, he does. And he's like, get in the car. And then he just stares at everybody until they back away. And he's like, I should go back and rip their heads off. And Bella's like, you really shouldn't. You would, you'd want me to if you knew what they were thinking. You, if you could read their minds. And she's like, and you can. And he goes, well, it was easy to tell, which I mean, okay. That was the one line that he, like, that was a save. Obviously. Yeah, it's like, all right, okay, I can, all right, I'll, I'll give you that, that one. Go. Yeah, I can let that go. Um, so then they, he drives her to the restaurant and her friends are leaving. And then he pulls out the most like charming, this is where he looks the most normal, where he's just like, I'm sorry, we just like got to talking. And this is where Anna Kendrick, I relate. She's like, yeah, that like totally happens. <laughs> sure. Well, and they also know that. Bella's crushing on him. I think you also have the friends. You know that they already kind of also had a crush on him when they first started. Like, he, like I, I'd be happy if he'd give me a chance. You know, Angela said something similar on the first day. So I feel like they're like, you know what? If, if not one of us, good for our friend. Good for our friend. And so they have, like, they have dinner. I say they. Bella's the only one that eats. And they have this, like... This conversation, he's like, I can read every mind in this room except for yours. And she's like, what's wrong with me? I'd be like, bitch, that's right. I'm mysterious. Look at me. <laughs> I'm mysterious. Well, and you, you don't know, know. He, that, it just adds to his 
obsession with her because it, it makes sense if you think about it logically. It's like his mind is constantly hearing other people's thoughts, seeing what people are saying, hearing what people are saying. She is his one reprieve to just be like, I can kind of turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. But also it might be like the the not knowing, like I must know. He's like, uh, because yeah. because he also like forces communication later. He's like, you have to tell me exactly what you're thinking. I can't read you. She's like forcing communication, but it's also like, mm, no, don't, don't, don't love that. Don't love that. Um, as they are driving home from the restaurant after he insists that he needs to make sure that she eats, uh, they brush hands. He's cold. Oh, <gasps> That's what cold she does. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> uh, but- Again. Oh, yeah. I'm anemic. Oh, I yeah. I run cold. There's so I'm, many different yeah. things you could say. Yeah. Uh, but they drive by the police station. They see Carlisle's car and they see, I guess, Charlie's car that he's still there. Uh, mm. Waylon is dead. There's been an animal attack. And Carlisle's like, go, go. Rah. I like this also. Um, just like another soft moment that you don't necessarily like. No, because it is there because she he goes, Bella, like. Waylon was your dad's friend. You yeah. should go in there. And I love that. Again, it shows that um, how much that Charlie is loved in the town and appreciated in the town. And she gets another little insight. And people are also looking out. They're looking out for him. They're looking out for her. And they're giving her insight into this dad that she doesn't know because like yeah you could have i think we've had these conversations before where there's certain if you if a version of you lives in somebody's mind it's like their last memory and recollection like well that's the girl that i always know and that's the one who's stuck in my head that doesn't mean that's who you are now um so she's learning who her dad is at this point in her life and i think it's really special and they have that soft moment where he's just sitting at his desk and she comes over and she doesn't know what really what to say. They just kind of like sit there and she puts her hand on her shoulder on his shoulder and he just holds it. And it was another first moment that they had that they kind of really showed um, affection towards each other and a caring relationship towards each other as they've showing that like their relationship is growing. He gives her mace. So another act of service, like he's he wants to protect her from like this animal attack, this person, whatever's going on, whatever's going on. What is going on, though, in Bella's mind has fuck all to do what's going on with Charlie because she's in research mode. She's researching vampires, multicultural, get it, queen, uh, all the cultures. Yes, I, I loved and she was like this. I, you know, it's like when you find that one site where it's like, this is the gold mine. I don't have to peruse anything. And she's finding every single culture, every single country and combining all the different um, lores to be like, wait, this is hitting all the check boxes. My crush is totally a vampire. Finally, it's finally happening. It's, I'd be so excited. Jess, we talked about it. We'd be so excited. I know what you are. Say it. Well, we that's where we are, though, uh, because they make dramatic eyes again at the school parking lot and they don't go to school. They walk off together into the woods behind school and fuck off for the rest of the day. They never go back uh, and they have the confrontation. Right. It's like the camera work and editing here is off the chain. It is just there's a lot of sp- Spinning. There's a lot of zooming. There's a lot of like pulling, but it's just a lot. It's just a lot. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Um, say it out loud. Vampire. Vampire. 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. How old are you? We can't forget that. How old are you? I'm 17. How long have you been 17? A while. A while. <laughs> to be fair, that's an excellent follow-up question to 17. How long have you been 17? That's good. I don't know if I would come up with that. <laughs> I'd be like, huh. Okay. What? What? I don't know. I don't I- <laughs> I don't. I don't but, think I'd be but that it eloquent. Helps that she already knew that she was. He was a vampire. So she's like, okay, I see you, and I raise you. Yeah, this is also something that I find kind of strange. I guess is that Edward is like so frustrated with her because he he's like really raw. Then they we need to go above the clouds. Is it flying? Is it climbing? It's a lot of rope work, is what it is. <laughs> I was going to say speed racing. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of... <sighs> it's not whooshing. It's not vampire whoosh. No, it's, it's not whooshing. Something. Tom Cruise running, maybe? It's it's that. <laughs> uh, so she, you know, up his back and they go up past the cloud line and it's the line. It's the line. This is the skin of a killer, Bella. <laughs> you it's know. The sound, it's the sound effect. For me. It's it's very silly. I just have questions about vampire biology and sparkling. I would like to know I would like to know how that works specifically, scientifically. I want to know the facets, what his skin all of it, all of it, all of it. I want to know how many people put body glitter on because we wear like glitter, shimmer, lotions, etc. Unironically. <laughs> um, so I want to know how many people went out of their way during this time to be like, I'm going to wear body glitter all the time because I want the skin of a killer. Uh, something that I find really interesting here is that when he takes off his shirt and he's like, I'm the skin of a killer, he is steaming. His body is steaming. Oh. He is giving off heat. So again, I don't know the vampire lore specifically. I know he's cold, but maybe that's maybe it's like the fog. The fo- the steam is the fog effect. So he's so cold and being like hit with heat at the same time causes his body to fog like a road when it's really hot and then it c- rains and it cools. <laughs> sure, okay. I don't know. I'm trying okay. to make it make okay. sense. Uh- Make it make it make sense. As if you could outrun me. Rah! As if you could fight me off. Toss. <laughs> so silly. Uh, but but Bella, Bella, she's like, I, I don't give a shit. And she's so real for that. She's for so real. real for that. She's like, I don't give a single fuck. Nah. I'm all in. Nor should she. What person do we know? And maybe it's just because we hang out with the right people. Wouldn't want to be around vampires. The first, the second question would be, how how can we make this work? How yeah. can I? What's my in? Yeah, and and she like my god, and then he's like, you know, I'm here with you. I trust you. And then he's like, but you are my own personal brand of heroin. Okay, okay, toxic. This is toxic. Okay, and this brings up the question because we asked with it. We we were discussing it while watching the movie. Is if she is his personal brand of heroin, is this really love or is it addiction? It's addiction for him. It's love for her. 
Which doesn't make it any more healthier. No, no. And is it love for her? Who can say? Uh, what I will say is that I find that it is irresponsible to put a self proclaimed clumsy ass girl on the top of a fucking tree and letting her just like <laughs> climb around up there on these thin little branches when she falls down on ice she falls down in the greenhouse like she can't spike volleyball like come on come on where's your concern for her safety there edward Ugh, moving on um he does though again as we mentioned earlier, forced communication. Like, you have to tell me what you're thinking. And she's like, I'm afraid you'll disappear. Flashing forward. I know what happens. Flashing <laughs> forward. Flashing forward. We have a foreshadow moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we have the... F- I mean, there's so many classic lines here. But then... So then the lion fell in love with the lamb. Whatever it is. I don't give a shit. It is impossible for me to be an actor because how do you say this shit? Not only with a straight face, but in an accent. He's in an accent and and he's like, and everyone is buying it. Everyone is eating this up. I could never be an actor. No. I can't be a lot of things. No, I can't be a lot of things, but I couldn't be an actor. Jesus Christ. Um, I'd rather die than stay away from you. Okay. Okay. We're 17, but I was going to say at 17, like it, everything is big, big, big big feelings. feelings. Yeah. It feels like that. It feels like that at 17. I will tell you nothing could make me sit down in a cla- on a cloudy day in a field of probably damp grass and stare at my boyfriend for my vampire boyfriend for hours we don't know why aren't you at sc- you were at school why aren't you at school like what- look i i'll give edward a pass he's been in school for a hundred years okay like i can get him skipping class but like ah ah also, a continuity thing. They're talking. He is soaking wet to the bone, and she is bone dry. Cut to them later. They are both bone dry. It's just an editing thing. It drove me crazy. It was an extension of the same conversation. It wasn't like they were like piecemealing conversations. Like if you have voiceover work and there's like a, um, you know, like a makeover scene or something. It wasn't like that. No, not at all. Oh my gosh. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot. Uh Bella knew three things. Oh <laughs> She did know three things for certainty. And it was not it was not the same three things that Rune Dana knew. And what a disappointment. <laughs> Bella knew with absolute certainty three things. One, Edward was a vampire. Two There was a part of him, and she wasn't sure how large, that thirsted for her blood. And three, she was like, what, unconditionally in love with him. Irrevocably in love with him. And unconditionally, irrevocably in love with him. And he's just like outside her house, like, like, toodaloo, toodaloo, toodaloo. They have a whole moment where they arrive at school together. He's like, I'm breaking all the rules and going to hell. Okay, just throwing that out there. All right. Says who? Well, maybe with vampire lore, all vampires are going to hell. I thought he was like, well, it it felt very like, if I'm going in, I'm going all in. I'm going in. uh, And with his sunglasses. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, his sunglasses. He looks good. I, I'm not going to say good. he doesn't look good. But it is it's just fucking weird. Uh, this is also where Edward tells Bella about how he was made in 1918 by Carlisle and how Carlisle built his family and why they're vegetarian and like all of this stuff. Okay. They only eat animals. And he's like, and this is where he's like, it's like, you know, it keeps us strong only eat on animals, but it's like humans only eating tofu. I'm sure there's a whole like wave of vegetarians that were just like, fuck you, Edward. Fuck off for that. Fuck off. I'm sure Peter loved that. Yeah, like, whatever, whatever. But then Edward just drops this line. He's like, you know, I I just, you know, I don't drink blood, but yours would be amazing. Okay. 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 Um, But then... But then Alice is Alice. Um, he he starts dropping like the things. He's like, I can read minds. Alice can see the future, and he doesn't say like what other anybody else can do. Okay, right. ex- excellent. But then he's a little bit manic, and he's like popping out Bella's like door frame. And he's like, come over for dinner. And yeah, he is. He, this is a very manic moment. But everything. But again, he's all in now, and she's and. Then she goes, she's like, are, are you sure? Isn't it a little early for dinner? Like, are you, is your family even going to like me? I see how they act at school. And he's like, I tell you, I'm a vampire. And your concern is if my family will like you. Yeah, that would be my concern, too. Pathological people pleaser over here. Pathological people pleaser over here. I would fight Edward tooth and nail when he's like charity eight i'd be like fuck you you don't know that i was think i was thinking maybe i should have eaten before i got here make the italian food for me family i would i would ooh, mm, i would have slapped i would have done something because that awkwardness that follows i would never come back to that house I would never speak to them again and I would just melt into the floor. Especially with Rosalie like breaking the bowl out of frustration and they also went out of their way. They went out yeah. of their way. They were like, "Oh my gosh, Bella, thanks for so much for coming over. Thank you for giving us like obviously she knows the truth about them." So they were like, "Thanks for giving us a reason to use our kitchen. We know we know our house is great. We know this kitchen is fab. And they put in the work. They never cooked. And here they are having a cooking channel on. There was a lot of thought. And you want, we want to talk about acts of service. This was an act of service that they were just, it was just so thoughtful. And you know what? Even if I did eat and I was full, I'm eating again. I know. I know. It, and it, it goes again to like, okay, so Edward was, was, 17 in 1918 which means that he grew up with a stricter set of etiquette and rules yeah. than we did so like what the fuck my guy you can open her car door in the year 2008 but you can't let her like save face in front of your family like shut the fuck up let them do this like Oh, it just makes me so mad. They both want to do it for each other. Like, the family wants to do it for her, and she wants to eat for them. Like, everybody was good. Why did we have to make it a thing? I don't know, but all I can think about is trying to dance to Claire de Lune. It has no beat. (laughs) So you should share the story. (laughs) 
You share the story. You're here. So we're so usually when we do our movies, if you follow the podcast and you have been following it for a while, we do one watch through for just like enjoyment and second watch through to be like, okay, maybe we could try to be more critical. And as we're watching it for the first watch through, um, Laura and I are, you know, sitting on the couch and editor Sam walks in and he's like, are they trying? Are they dancing to Claire? Is he trying to get her to dance to Claire Deleuze? It's like, it has no beat. He's so confused. He's like, how is this possible? He's so confused. And that was the part where he literally was like, I need to walk away from this. And walked outside. He's like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. Uh, Edward's room is awesome. In I guess in theory, in execution, screens, please. Yes. Yes. Again, another conversation that we had, Laura and I were both saying, we're like, what about the mosquitoes? And then at the same time, we go, but they don't have blood, blood. so maybe not. (laughs) So they just buzz in your ear all the time? I don't know. Uh, The revelation that the vampires don't sleep makes me so sad because sleep is one of my favorite things in the world. And not having that outlet and that like rest would be insufferable. And again, we know... Because it's this version of vampires that don't sleep. Because other versions, they love to sleep during the day or they love to sleep at night because shout out daylight rings. Yeah, shout out daylight rings. So, you know, his room, though, awesome. Lots of music. All those CDs. Oh, my gosh. uh, Does subtly date the movie with all the CDs. The cell phones, not so much. They're not as prominent. But the CDs absolutely does. And you can't even say, like, the record player because records, I feel like record they, yeah, players are kind, kind of, of timeless, too, yeah. like, especially if you have collections. But the CD, yeah. the CD wall. <laughs> you know, it is timeless. <laughs> the, the number, I mean, there's so many number one lines in this movie. <laughs> What's this line? What is it? Hold on tight, spider monkey. <laughs> As they whoosh out this, like, open window and up these trees. Oh, my God. Up these, again, with the trees. This isn't, this isn't real. It is in my world. Okay. okay. And, and technically, it's real in her world, too, because that is her world. It's not world. fake. It's not. <laughs> like, which part is she saying isn't real? The fact that she's dating a vampire, that he went so fast, the climb so high, because that view absolutely is real. Yeah. Come on. Get off it, Bella. Come on. Adjust your expectations. Uh, then there's just like this montage of of him playing the piano in a very misty, smoky room, and she's just staring like longingly at. Yeah, where is that piano? Is it where, the- it, where is it? Because you think about it doesn't make sense. Because it's not in the house. No, because the house is white and glass and like um. But clear. this scene looks like it's the ballet studio, but we know we're not in Phoenix. Nope, nope, and it's a dark room. So is it the school? Why is it so dark and misty? Why are they alone? It doesn't make sense. Like, it, none of it makes sense. It doesn't make sense. All right, fine. Um, they stare at each other. Moving on. Uh, we have a at the diner. You and Cullen? I don't like it. I don't like it. Arizona. I don't like it. I don't like it. And another sweet, like, dinner with um, Charlie. Really love that so much. And then we have... We have Bella talking to her mom in her room, trying to, like, gloss a little bit with her mom. And then fucking Edward just shows up in her room with the revelation that he's been watching her sleep for a couple months now, is is his phrasing. Which, you know, as somebody who she would jolt awake in 
and think that she's being watched and think that she's seen him in her room and then like squeak her eyes. She's like, did I see what I thought I saw? And then he's not there again, like gaslighting in a way. Yeah. And he, it's also a relief, creepy, but also like, I knew I wasn't outside of my mind. I wasn't seeing things, but it makes you doubt yourself again, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because watching her sleep is fascinating. This is where they make out, and it's very hot and heavy. It's very Mormon, very Mormon coded. He's like, I want to try something. Don't move. And I'm like, you just want to see if you can kiss me? You just want to kiss her? Okay, fine. Um, But after they kiss, and he's like, I'm stronger than I think. Well, he yells at her, stop it. Shoot. She She's didn't like, do what, anything. Dude? You told me not to move. Like, And yeah, she reciprocated because she wanted it too, but I, I don't know. Don't get mad at her. Yeah, don't get mad at her. But, but because this is Mormon coded, because we, we know, we know, everybody knows, uh, he stays and they talk all night. And then she falls asleep and he holds her. And then we have... Mr. Charlie, two beers deep cleaning his gun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I have lots of issues on guns. It's a whole thing. But like Charlie, two beers, two beers deep cleaning his shotgun, talking to Edward is fantastic. I love this shit. I eat it up. I love that that's the moment that she tells him. She's like, hey, Ed- Edward's here. He kind of wants to talk to you. And he's like, now cleaning that rifle. All right, send him in. Bam. I love it. I love it. We have um, the all-American sport of baseball. <laughs> um, and, of course, because it's a thunderstorm, this is the only time that they can play baseball. Of course. Of course. It makes total sense, of course. No other sport <laughs> they can play as a family, only baseball. Totally fun. Uh, this is iconic. This is amazing. Everyone has seen this. Everyone knows this. The music, the stance, uh, every single I mean, there's nothing that's wrong in this scene. It's so it is ingrained in pop in pop culture. Yep. It is the Jasper with the bat, like all of it. Alice of with it. the leg and her yep. pitching form. The music. Yep. Oh. The music. All of it. All of it. All right. So we know the scene. We've got Alice, though, being like, stop after a bit because Laurent and Victoria and James show up and they have the baseball and they say, here, there's like a little thing. And then, and then, um, what's his fucking name? Cam, burlesque Cam, James, James. sniffs out Bella. And it becomes, because he's a master tracker, it becomes like a game because of Edward's intense reaction to James's being like, I want to eat Bella. Yeah, if if Edward it's just boys. chilled. Boys. Yeah. If he just chilled, it wouldn't have become this thing. We need At to get all. her out of here. We need to chase. Because he made, like you said, he made it a game. He made it, it's about the chase. And now everybody's feeding into it. Yeah, now everyone's feeding into it. And it's like, oh, shit. All right, here we go. So now the shit has hit the fan. James is going to come after Bella no matter what to get Edward because Edward is the better sport, really, is what it is. Because, you know, his rage will be more interesting than his fetal attempt to protect you. Okay, fine. So to do that, Bella cannot go home because he that's the first place he'll look and she cannot have Charlie get hurt because of her. What follows is like a 10-minute scene that I will not watch. I will not 
watch Bella be mean to Charlie and say these horrible things to Charlie, where they're probably the same things that her mom used to say, you know, in like anger or whatever uh, about him. I will not, I will not stand for it because she breaks his fucking heart and leaves. So that's that. Uh, my note says fake breakup hurts Charlie. You better apologize. You're being mean. Uh, and she does. So all is forgiven there. And even with the apology, I will say there's not going to be a moment because he doesn't know the truth right now. He doesn't really know the truth at the end of the series either. He just knows that she's different. Um, but he assumes. Um, you know, words that she says is prob- are probably on repeat. No matter, Even if she apologizes, even when she does all the things, there d- that doesn't mean that those words aren't going to stick with him. Oh, a thousand percent. And that alone is horrible. Like, what a horrible thing. But all right, moving on, moving on, moving on. Uh, Laurent goes to Carlisle and he's like, hey, this is going to turn into a shit show for you. I'm out, though. You I'm deal over with it. it. This is yeah. I've been over it for a while. This is the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, and this brings us to your favorite part regarding logistics. we're off to phoenix we're off to phoenix we're off for a 24 hour car journey from forks washington to phoenix specifically scottsdale arizona google map that shit it's 24 hours all right so alice and jasper drive bella down to phoenix it takes them No fucking time at all. Absolutely no time at all. All right, fine. Everyone else is moving Bella's scent around Washington. Now, now, while they are doing that, we have the scene of Rosalie marking the tree with the jacket. We have the scene of James realizing that it's not Bella at that marking point. We have the scene almost concurrently of Alice being like, I have a vision. The tracker is coming here and she draws the ballet studio. It is how, how, how do they all get from Washington to Phoenix in it? I will be generous and say from this vision till the ballet studio fight is generously is three hours. And let's not forget that James is still in Washington and he gets the info from her school, um, her being Bella, of her previous address from Forks, Washington, which he finds out is located in Phoenix and puts her mom i guess it's not her really her mom on the phone but he makes it because of all like old uh footage so he was already in phoenix when he called her because he needed to be in phoenix with that recording of her mother okay that's the connection i was like he was he but his her mom wasn't with her was she no no, her mom she, was not it was there just at the all. recording. It was just, it was just the recording. So he already, so James already knew he, not only did he already know she was in Phoenix, he was already in Phoenix. But my question is how, if he got to Phoenix afterwards, obviously, the tracking, she, so Bella was already in Phoenix. Okay. He was still tracking her in Washington. He got the information he needed from the school 
and still made it to Phoenix in a fraction of the time it took her to get there. The same day. It's the same. It's like the same day. Yeah, because I'm so confused about like it doesn't make he, any he sense. He was just delayed. He was delayed of getting there, but he still got there. And I don't think he took Southwest. No, no, because he's like barefoot. They make a point to say that he that he's like barefoot. So he's like I don't know. Okay, not to harp on it. It's just fucking annoying. All right. So James is at um Bella's like Phoenix house. All right, fine. Edward calls Alice and them and is like, he didn't buy it. I'm coming to get you. We're all coming to get you. He makes that phone call from inside a car with Carlisle and Rosalie and Emmett, all of them. All of them are in that car. All right. Remember that. They're all inside that car. They're coming to get Bella. This is literally the all happening in the same day. Okay. So this is when James calls Bella in the like lobby of the hotel or whatever and uses the recording and is like, don't tell anybody, right? But like, come to your ballet studio, whatever. So she sneaks away and she goes. This is the pattern. This is circling back to the very beginning. Dying in the place of someone you love wouldn't be that bad of a way to go. This is that voiceover. This is where we connect. All right. Uh, this is where James tortures Bella in the Edward or in the ballet studio my note says that there's way too much glass to be comfortable. I'm so uncomfortable with all of this glass. It is so upsetting. I just, I, ju- I just, I just, I, I'm still sticking on it. So James is there. He's torturing Bella. He's got the video camera, right? He's like breaking her leg. He bites her. He's throwing her around. He's injuring her. He's saying that like, you know, Edward's rage will be so much more interesting. Da, 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 da. Blaje, blaje, blaje. Okay, okay, okay. Edward saves Bella from James in this moment. Bella, I mean, Bella is not good. I say saves. She's dying, but James doesn't kill her himself. Okay. James says, you got here first because you're faster. They were all inside of a car. Everybody else isn't there yet. Everybody else doesn't show up until a little bit later. So you are telling me that he got out of the car at some point in the 24-hour drive that we are all doing in 40 minutes. And you ran? Look, this just goes back to the having to suspend belief because one of the things I... I have questions. I know you do it all the time with New York and you're a saint for, for, for always like being so good about it. But I can't make, I just, I'm confused because I think of other vampire lore and it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't, I don't don't know because the vampire diaries, they whoosh real, they whoosh real good. But sometimes they're like, "Mm, we're going to actually go in the car because it's a little too far. Yeah. It's a little far too whoosh. I don't know. Well, all right. All right. All right. All that to say that Bella's in a bad place. Carlisle is there. And we have the, I'm sorry, I can't take it seriously. You have to suck the venom out. Like it's a fucking snake bite. It's so silly to me. I know it's super serious, super serious, you guys. But it's just so silly. Um, But he does. Damn, he does some acting with his face and he... (laughs) 
sucks that venom out. Because he has his, you know, he has his personal heroin along with the venom. And I'm sure the venom doesn't taste so great. Yeah. And Carlisle's like, you know, find you the strength, find the will, you can do it. Rah, rah. Um, but she, Bella, passes out, wakes up in the hospital, voiceover, you know, death is easy. Life is hard. Preach it, Bella. Preach it. We know. We know. Life is hard. Life is hard. Uh, this story, again, lie better, doesn't make any fucking sense. It's like, oh, yeah, like, Edward and Carlisle came down to convince you to go back to Phoenix. All right. All right. Logistics. Let's forget it. You went to their hotel room and fell down two flights of stairs. All right. Where's the security camera footage? We're suing the fuck out of everything. Like, give, give this to me. Where's my lawyers? Let's go. Let's go right now. Sorry. Also, you fell down two flights of stairs. My first I thought went would through be, a window. I would be thinking this is a little intense. And this boy and his father came from whatever. I'm going to start thinking that my daughter isn't. Well, she should. And an, in an abusive relationship yeah. was pushed. And now she has like daddy with money over here. He's going to mm-hmm. get out scot free. Yeah, and the kid isn't going to leave the 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 room, you know, he's, you know. Until she makes her character, her statement. Yeah. Her, oh, absolutely. That's like, exactly like again, I don't trust anybody. <sighs> oh, my God. It, it's just, it's just, it's bad. Uh, what also is very upsetting to me is when Bella wakes up and Edward immediately just has no bedside manner and is like, uh, you know, you need to go to Jacksonville, go with your mom to Jacksonville. And Bella's like, <laughs> you can't leave me. Oh, yeah. Don't, She's hyperventilating. She can't live without, again, big feelings. Okay, we get it. But like, oh, my God. I'm just because I know this is so contributed to movie two, book two, New Moon. Yeah, yeah. But we're not there. We're here. And here is a blue prom dress with sneakers with no socks and pants underneath and a boot. Leave it to Bella. Leave it to Bella. Leggings with lace. She is the moment. She is the moment. She is everything. She has new pepper spray. She's ready to take on the world. And, and, and a really lovely, if dated, fantastic sequin beaded cardigan. I feel like that. I'm sure you could find that in a vintage shop and it would still look great now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jacob looks great. Jacob looks great. Jacob, how long were you waiting behind the tree, my guy? Long time? Jacob long time? always looks great. And he, uh, he he is so cute. I love him. Even now. Yeah. He's adorable. Water looks great. Yeah, he's adorable. Also adorable, I should mention, is the Charlie and Edward awkward waiting for Bella to come down the stairs moment for prom. Very, very cute. Very cute. Edward is sitting at that table, like, straight back, like he's, like, cosplaying Jasper for a moment. For real, Jasper. (laughs) Jasper. So good. So good. Um, And Jacob. So Jacob appears. He looks good. He's rumpled. He's got a tie. He's like, yeah, I don't fucking go here. Whatever. My dad paid me to talk to you. My dad paid me money to warn you, basically. Like, we'll be watching you. I think he would, you know, Jacob would have done it for free, but he just got a quick 20 out of his dad. (laughs) 
It's like, all right, he fine. He's probably like trying to put like, oh, dad, like, I don't know. Like, this is weird. He's saying this to his dad. Like, it's her prom. Like, I'll talk to her like on a different, you know, on Saturday or something or Sunday. And he's like, if you go right now, I'll give you 20 bucks. 20, 20 like, bucks. Do it right now. Yeah. Break up with your boyfriend. Yeah. So basically it's break up with your boyfriend. We'll be watching you. We know what we know, but you know. What we don't know is uh, slow dancing outside. Why did you save me, Edward? Why? Why? Why didn't you just let it happen? Because Yeah. Okay. It's, it's She's all, so I'm, real for that. She's so real for that. Exactly. Like you want to roll your eyes, but at the same time, answer the question, me, Edward. Answer the question and tell me that wouldn't be any of us when we're thinking like, yeah, that that does sound like a win. Like, come on, come on. He's like, I want you with me. Make me like you. He's like, right now, you ready right now? You ready for me to bite you now? And then he just kisses her neck. She was going to be like, ready to risk it all in in front of everybody in the middle of prom. So tell me about the time you got turned while it was prom. It was prom, middle of prom, gazebo, (laughs) lights, the moment. (laughs) But no, it has to be some traumatic fucking thing later on. Uh, but here, here. I can't believe you watched the movies. Of the- <laughs> uh, but uh, here, Edward is like, is it, isn't it enough to live like a long, happy life with me? No, no, it is not. You, you fucking idiot, man. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, just, just immediately a long, happy life with you. Sure, you'll stay young forever. I'll resent the fuck out of you as soon as I get saggy and wrinkly. Like, drop dead. Get real. Like, come on. No, no, absolutely not. Um, the answer, though, that they give is for now. For now. For now. And then the movie ends with Victoria leaving prom. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. The next, the next movie that sets up the next movie. Uh, this is super fun. This is super fun. It is super fun. So we have covered different vampires on the podcast. And of course, we did Underworld earlier in the month. The Underworld Twilight conversation is one that we will probably have on socials later on, but it is so much fun. The comparing and contrasting those movies is so easy and so unexpected. And to start by being so easy, uh, they're both uh, filmed with like a a filter and it is just so fun. So look forward to that. We will do that on our socials. Jess, what is your favorite moment in this movie? (laughs) I don't know. I want to say the Charlie moments and all the bad one-liners because it just gives me such a Giggle. I, 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 what's yours? Well, here's the second part to my question. What was your favorite part when you were a kid? Oh, I think it, well, it wasn't the Charlie moments. Yeah. I, I've always, you know what? I want to see probably the Jacob moments when I was a kid, but that's not surprising because I do tend to lean, especially if we think of like historically me being younger and, <laughs> God, even sometimes now, I love a golden retriever energy. And I love somebody who's supportive. It's completely the opposite of my own daddy issue upbringing. So, like, it makes sense to me that I want, like, someone who's like, hey, what's going on? What can I do to make you happy? <laughs> That's super cheery. That that makes so much sense. And I I really love, again, that 
we are able with this podcast to revisit things that we watched, you know, at a cer- certain period in our life in a period where I was like just too cool for school for this. And like now as an adult, it is really wonderful to have these perspectives. And for you specifically, I love that you have this like, well, when I was a kid, it was this, but now it's this and you, and it's like a very clear like moments for you. Because for me, it was just like, meh. What about, okay, so you didn't have the, like, the younger part where you were like, oh, but, like, what was your favorite part now watching this? And do you remember your favorite part when you first, like, binged, I guess, all of them? No, I had no favorite part when I first, like, binged all of it because I was just like, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, uh, now it's the Charlie stuff. Now it's the Charlie stuff. Now it's the pick me energy. It's it's the now it's the reveling in the in the cringe. This the stuff that was so uh, when I was younger, now I'm like a pig in shit. Yeah. Like 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 yes, give it to me. Well, that goes to say with like everything. It's like and we've had this conversation between each other. I think Kaven even brought it up in one of the episodes um, is that we can't like women in general, like we can't everything that we like people shit on. And we're also at a point in our lives where um, it's the year of Barbie. People are finally like realizing the impact women have. I mean, even from an economic status, um, you can, whether you want to admit it or not, the receipts are there. We're running the show and everybody has like, really seem to want to lean into the cringe and want to lean into the things that made us happy. And yeah, where people are going to drag, but like how much more miserable are those people dragging other people's happiness? Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, why can't we just like, like something? It's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. We're recording this on a Sunday and it's uh Sunday night football scene. It's just, it's just like, ah, uh, it, it is. It is really, it is really something. Uh, I would be interested to know if anybody that is listening would want us to continue yeah. with this. Uh, do you, do you want us to continue with these movies? The books are a whole different animal and a different story and something that maybe we can discuss later on. But if you would like us to continue these movies, if you found this to be entertaining, let us know. And feel free to reach out um, to us. We're on Instagram, Akafe Podcast. We're also both on TikTok, Akafe Laura and Akafe Jessica. Thanks for joining us. And we can't wait to hear from y'all soon. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.